performance marketing simply uh, would be uh, the kind of sub function that would interact with your uh, sales teams and add you know value to them you know it might be through leads it might be through uh, other programs around customers in particular Hello and welcome to this episode of the Vision Board. Vision Board is an endeavor to bring startups, SMBs, business experts and mentors on one platform with an objective of business growth knowledge sharing. Today we have Mr. Suryadeep Verma, the Chief Marketing Officer of Comviva Technologies. Welcome Suryadeep. It's a pleasure hosting you today. Thanks Saurabh and uh, thank you so much for having me. Awesome, awesome. So, so, so uh, I'll uh, uh, address you as Surya. Hope that's fine with you. Absolutely. And uh, why don't we start this, uh, Surya, with uh, understanding more about your journey uh, so far, and maybe our audience would also want to know more about you as a person. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm a I'm a, a mechanical engineer and an MBA in terms of my education background. Uh, I uh, I I have been in uh, tech industry for over close to about twenty years now, and a uh, lot of my experience has been around uh, marketing uh, in particular. Uh, I have I started my uh, uh, career with a public sector company. This was way back in ninety eight, uh, and then uh, my journey in technology started with IBM, uh, which I kind of joined from campus when I. Passed out from FMS in 2004. Uh, started off with sales, did business development, and have been into marketing for the last uh, close to about 15 years or so. Uh, uh, you know, I have had the chance of uh, really looking at the kind of transformation that the mar- marketing function has really gone through over the last uh, decade or so, and it has been a fairly kind of rich experience in terms of. Uh, What I've really learned and uh, grown as a professional, and uh, uh, you know, uh, talking about 1998 and then the whole decade after that, uh, when the mobile technologies came to forefront, and I remember we used to talk about real-time marketing in the late, I think 2000 is when this term really came in vogue, mm-hmm. and uh, then you know after that, uh, you know, Google coined the term micro moments in 2016, 17, so almost half a decade back. but uh, today also we are you know hearing this uh, this term back again right it's called moment marketing or someone calls it real time marketing it is uh, real time decisioning for someone right the idea for google was that uh, it's not just one off real time marketing like the oreos and the amuls would do uh, mm-hmm. back in the olden day, you know days but it's all about the customer journey so the customer or the shopper when they transcend from Uh, you know, an awareness stage to more of a doing stage that I want to buy now. How do you contextualize your communication uh, by addressing those micro moments? How do you feel uh, today uh, when the technology is so advanced uh, and, and and data analytics is also now uh, one of the uh, you know emanations uh, with the marketers today? Uh, how do you see this moment marketing or real time marketing as we call it? So. Uh... Uh, i think it's a it's a very good question to begin with uh, uh see what has really happened is that with uh, 
this whole advent of analytics and and the capability around data science uh, that has come in uh, from a marketing standpoint uh, this whole kind of paradigm of engagement has gone through a a, a major shift mm-hmm. uh, you know when i kind of started my career a uh, lot of our focus was largely around uh, uh, physical events and, and content that can be thrown to the customer uh but you know a lot of that paradigm is now kind of changing as you said in terms of uh, engaging them through the journey yeah. uh real time marketing in particular is your ability to respond to a customer action uh, in real time which really means that you know you you engage the customer right up there when he is doing a action uh there is a slight uh, nuance between real time marketing and moments marketing a uh, lot of people actually speak that in the same uh uh in the same breath uh, but moments marketing is little different moments marketing uh, is more uh, aligned to this whole wave of social media uh, and the instagram age that we live in where a lot of these brands are trying to plug into and leverage uh, these moments uh, uh uh and and make them viral uh you know real time marketing might happen otherwise as well you know real time marketing really means that when a customer is looking for something on your website or or he is uh, uh, he he is going through a certain specific uh, sure, sure. micro moment you react to that and maybe trigger a campaign a moment marketing might be uh, leveraging that specific moment you know it, you can probably leverage a, a, a incident which might not be uh, specifically related to your organization but you know say a celebrity incident and you will try to kind of uh get plugged into that conversation uh so i think that's the kind of uh, uh, difference to kind of begin with uh, what really ha- has happened on the moment marketing piece is little uh, more interesting uh with this whole kind of evolution of social marketing uh, brands are now trying to engage their audience rather than just pushing their content across uh, to them mm-hmm. and and in that journey uh, they are now trying to look at opportunities where they make their brand visible and and get plugged into uh, those those current moments and and i think that's the new wave that we are really seeing where you will tap in some 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 really kind of interesting moments and 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 try to position your brand uh, in front of your larger audience absolutely absolutely the moment marketing addresses a specific moment which may not be in the journey of a consumer but real time marketing is more connected with the journey of the customer that's that's like right the more connected with the journey of the customer right that's and, right absolutely that's right see it's the it's your ability to understand uh, uh, your prospects your visitors uh, your customers mm-hmm. and and react with something which is very specific from your organization standpoint a moment marketing might be a completely marketing uh, Uh, and a digital activity where you try to plug into something which is already uh, uh, getting viral or getting kind of triggered outside so and i think that's the kind of slight nuance there absolutely absolutely and and that brings us to an interesting then uh, observation about content because ultimately at the back of all this is the content and content can be in you know different formats etc uh, what are the gaps now that you see in the content based marketing so today's marketing uh, depends a lot on content 
and whether it's moment marketing or real time marketing or journey based marketing content is, a, is the soul of marketing today do you see uh, any gaps in this entire spectrum of marketing so i won't say gaps but uh, again you know on the content side what's really happening is uh, organizations are trying to democratize the whole content uh, thing mm-hmm. when i say democratize you know they are trying to uh, drive this whole uh, concept of user generated content you know where you know if you look probably few years back marketing was the sole custodian of of content uh, programs uh it still is the sole custodian of most of the programs but what is now happening is they are trying to activate the larger set of audience around uh, uh, around, around themselves it might be employees uh, right. it might be your customers uh, so i think that piece is getting more and more activated uh, in terms of challenges i think having quality content having contextual content has 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 always been a kind of a challenge mm-hmm. uh you know uh with particularly in the last two years with covid coming in uh most of the organizations have moved from uh, uh, digital first to digital only now and and that has really created a whole bunch of uh, uh social and digital focus mm-hmm. where from a from a consumption standpoint you know your audience is is really getting fatigued with all the content that is really being thrown at them so i think the distinction there is how do you create something which is remarkable which is differentiated and uh, building that kind of a content uh, is pretty much the biggest challenge for uh, marketing organizations today well, absolutely and as you rightly pointed out there are so many stakeholders now in the content building and there is a lot of user voice or a neutral voice also coming in uh, apart from influencers or employees for also absolutely process i think one of the challenges that uh, a marketer face uh, is how to create a trustworthy believable and 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 valuable story for the end user uh, deriving content from all these places <laughs> absolutely know. absolutely authentic content you know something which yeah. stand uh, which really kind of represents your organization yeah. and something which uh, would be remarkable as well so i think yeah. that's where the whole content uh, uh, journey is shifting to correct correct but but we are also perplexed to see that uh, whether it's large organizations or small organizations uh, there is in the last few years there is a lot of dependence upon the performance side of the marketing and even if it's content the metrics that are used to judge the content is normally let's say you know demand generation or not even demand uh, lead generation in a very crude way uh, you know how much dependence is good and what's your take on what's happening right now and why is it happening uh so i think performance marketing is uh, is is i think it has come up largely uh, from the context of understanding what kind of value marketing is really adding to the the, the larger organization mm-hmm. you know with with digital coming in you know you have seen uh, a whole bunch of new metrics where marketing organizations and and marketing lead marketing managers are kind of getting judged to a uh, performance marketing largely came up in terms of uh, uh looking at initiatives which would be directly driving the cause of business uh, when i say this i'm not saying you know others they don't do it but if you look at other uh, other kpis like around you know branding or or analyst 
you know they they all kind of feed into uh, largely the analysis uh, the performance marketing now uh, performance marketing simply uh, would be uh, the kind of sub function that would interact with your uh, sales teams and add you know value to them you know it might be through leads it might be through uh, other programs around customers in particular uh, i think so that is what is really kind of coming up particularly in the in the tech side mm-hmm. where organizations are now looking at marketing and say how do i really look at something uh, where i can see a very direct correlation in terms of what the, the function is doing and what i'm really getting into the second part in terms of over dependence yeah i i i think there is a larger vision when you look at marketing and you know you can easily get lost in some of these conversations where you look at some of these metrics but you know that becomes so focused uh, uh, that some of your other important metrics that feed into performance and and really kind of drive that get compromised and i think that might get very myopic uh, when you look at a lot of these organizations so uh, i think there is a little more holistic uh, perspective when marketing needs to look at and uh, uh, branding say for example is something that uh, is is uh, is is really essential to to kind of fuel performance marketing and you really need to kind of ensure everything works in 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 uh, in, in in synergy Yeah, absolutely, I agree with you. In fact, uh, specifically from the B two B perspective, uh, we have observed that uh, you know it's not a game that marketers can play in the sense that they are going to dig the well every day and get out leads and enable the sales team. Uh, but it's more like a consumer enablement or consumer assistance, uh, you know, game that marketers need to play. Which means that if you assist the consumers or the buyers, if you enable them to take the right decisions. Uh, uh through knowledge driven conversations etc you don't really need to invest so much into performance marketing because eventually people are in general they don't just see a form and fill it up and then you make a sale that doesn't happen that way and there is a long journey which is full of content and different different stages of the journey and people take that content appreciate your effort as a marketer as an organization and then start believing in you and then they come back with queries and then there's hand holding assistance and then that that becomes perpetual in nature so so i would rather say that you know uh, both have their own uh, uh, both have their own importance uh, branding would both both can actually uh, i mean they are not binary both can be uh, run in parallel mm-hmm. having said that you know it's branding that would really propel your uh, performance market so your 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 larger set of priorities and your focus should be fully aligned that way absolutely I agree with you surya in fact let's extend this content part a bit uh, you know further and uh, a lot of times people say that okay i don't want to market on let's say a facebook or on a youtube uh, how do you see that youtube uh, as a platform is it emerging as a great asset for b2b marketers or do you think it's still more a b2c and there is uh, you know not much scope for b2b marketers on youtube uh no obviously there is uh, uh, i mean b2b marketing is uh, b2b marketers are kind of leveraging youtube fairly uh, uh, strongly 
uh, I I won't say that you know it's a it's a uh, it's something that is uh, not relevant. Uh, having said that, I I mean what the what I really kind of am noticing that uh, uh, you know it becomes a uh, it becomes a platform where your messaging can can get easily uh, diffused. Uh, you know, uh, at times you know you want to kind of ensure that the kind of audience that uh, you are nurturing, you don't lose those uh, uh, audience uh, across to social platforms. So you know, in social, what really happens is it's very easy to lose your audience uh, because there are recommendations that kind of come in from the engine and so on. So uh, uh, video as a content obviously is kind of taking off. Uh, I think on the YouTube side, if you if you are really looking at your top of the funnel uh, kind of activities, you know I see marketers kind of running that campaign, mm-hmm. depending upon the kind of industry that they are into. Uh, but particularly on the B two B side, uh, if you want to be really focused, I I I think uh, marketers are trying to keep that keep it as a part of their own kind of own assets, own properties. They're they're rather kind of creating uh you know microsites and platforms where you know they can they can hold they can kind of drive the whole kind of audience uh you know but youtube obviously is is the most popular medium when it comes to hosting your videos and and kind of uh, uh you know syncing them with your website uh but it's the largest storytelling that you need to really kind of drive and that's where i have seen uh, organizations looking at their own kind of set of microsites and 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 assets Yeah. and platforms to kind of drive that so absolutely I agree with you uh, surya in fact in one of our earlier interviews uh, one of our guests uh, uh, stressed upon the emotional side of marketing in b2b and and i think i can correlate that you know when you present your human side of the organization i think youtube is a, a splendid platform to showcase your employees and the culture of your organization because that also indirectly Uh, influences your, your buyers, and I think from your uh, uh, from from our conversation, I'm also figuring out that uh, YouTube can become a kind of a hub for the users after they buy our products, because they would want to know how to use that product more effectively. There would be troubleshooting questions for which they would not want to call up anyone. So why don't we create a more intuitive, uh, you know, assistance hub on YouTube? yeah see a uh, video as a content is obviously something uh, everybody uh, is kind of drifting towards and youtube is your kind of platform in that sense uh, so so i guess there is no kind of two way about it uh, uh, what i'm also saying is that while you need to leverage youtube you also need to keep in mind that there is a very structured storytelling that you need to take it out uh, to your audience you can use it as a repository where all your con- video content is kind of posted uh, right. having said that i i guess what is also happening is looking at your audience you are creating tailored groups or tailored communities where you know you can drive a certain kind of a messaging or a narrative and and your back end source can be youtube from where you know you are pulling up all that kind of a content absolutely absolutely and and, and essentially i think uh, you know no marketing is complete unless you you attribute the data correctly or you have the right analytics in place after your campaign is over or even while your campaign is running and we see there is a lot of stress and investments on automation of marketing today 
Mm. Yeah. You know, how do you see that investment growing in, in India right now, across the board, right from medium-sized businesses, small businesses and larger? Do you see gaps? Do you see adoption uh, lag somewhere? So, uh, uh, I guess uh, it's the question of when the organizations are going to adopt this. It's not a question of whether they are going to adopt it or not. Sure. Uh, uh, different organizations I see are at, at very different stages. Most of the large organizations typically would have a, a fairly kind of a decent marketing platform. Uh, Mid-rung organizations, depending upon the kind of marketing functions that they are running, uh, they would they would kind of have a marketing platform more often than not as well. Uh, I guess uh, more and more small and medium enterprise are now kind of uh, uh, going for uh, better adoption of, of, of such platforms, it's only going to kind of improve. Uh, the only barrier that I see is, is, is this whole kind of understanding and ease of use of the platforms where I really see that there are marketers who still kind of are struggling with leveraging the potential of those platforms. Uh, the market has n number of platforms that, that kind of offer all kind of capabilities. Uh, but I guess there needs to be a little bit of a work to be done on uh, on on making some of those implementations uh, more successful. Otherwise, uh, uh, you know, a lot of these platforms are leveraged at a very kind of a basic level. But you know, I guess with every passing year, we are seeing much uh, greater adoption, and it's only gonna be kind of increase uh, exponentially. It's 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 not whether companies are gonna go. It's only a matter of time, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I see, I think along with automation comes the challenge of data because the data is coming from your chatbots, from your uh, social platforms, from your channel. And unless that is managed well, your automation cannot work. Correct, correct. Uh, is there a challenge there also that you're seeing that uh, the marketers are facing or... or uh, you know, I, I guess it's more in terms of what do you do with that data? See, uh, I guess most of the uh, marketing teams are conscious of the fact that, you know, you need to be completely data-driven, data-aligned. Uh, I see a little bit of a, uh, I, I see a little bit of a skill gap in terms of how do you really drive that? I mean, there is one gen of organizations which are really doing it very well. Uh, mostly, I will say organizations that are SaaS-driven or large enterprises who have really put in place some very structured processes to kind of go behind that. Uh, but on the other side, you also see organizations who are discovering some of these, uh, right? And uh, I guess, you know, I think, uh, 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 you know, nobody disputes the fact that, you know, this is the way forward, this is the future. It's just that, you know, they need to get their hand dirty and, uh, and, and figure out a way to leverage some of that data as per their whole kind of business construct, right? Something that may have worked for a company A may not be, ex you know, exactly relevant for B. So what, what kind of data do you really kind of need and how do you really leverage it back to the business in terms of outcomes is, is what is relevant. And that's absolutely, I think that's an ongoing trend. Yeah. And I've also seen that a lot of times data from sales people resides in a different system, data from channel, hardly ever comes by or if it comes and it's somewhere else data from exhibitions 
is lying somewhere else. Chatbot data is not integrated with automation at times. All this is a real challenge for us all. The yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, we, want it out. we need to invest in some kind of a data management skill set also at one uh, stage. Correct. Justice to automation. And, uh, you know, while we are reaching the uh, you know, conclusion of our uh, conversation, Surya, I wanted to ask you, you know, you, you are an engineer, mechanical engineer from IIT, BHU. Uh, you know, how has that program helped you to reach where you are today? How is mechanical engineering helping you in the technology sector where you are? <laughs> uh, so I won't say mechanical engineering per se, but I guess uh, uh, those uh, four years uh, of grooming and, and, and you know, growing up with, uh, with, with your friends, you know, in that environment, it, it uh, helps you uh, grow up in a little kind of, a, uh, it, it kind of adds a lot of value in a lot of uh, other dimensions, uh, not simply your, your, your core kind of uh, discipline. Uh, for instance, I think I learned how important it is to be organized uh, when you are, you are really kind of growing up in that environment. And and also the whole importance of staying focused. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, during our days, you know, there were uh, uh, there were so many things that were really happening around. How do you keep yourself uh, organized, structured, and focused? Is something I guess uh, those four years have uh, really kind of taught me. And uh, I think that's something that I've really kind of carried over the uh, the years. Well, absolutely, that that's a great uh, piece of wisdom for all our listeners also, and uh, uh, I think a great foundation. Uh, the way you uh, you know received and created a great foundation for yourself helps a person to you know again transition from from in, in any avatar. Yeah. And the challenges of life because those yeah. foundations help you in, in carving a way forward, isn't it? So so what's your biggest life lesson so far? Uh, so from a lesson standpoint, I think it's the kind of age that we live in. It's very uh, important to stay sharp, uh, stay kind of completely aware of what's really happening around you. Uh, you know, the whole cycle of change uh, has uh, has has really kind of come down. You know, it might be like five, seven years earlier. But now, you know, I kind of really see, you know, industry changing every three years or so, you know. So I guess uh, uh, this this whole ability to stay aware of what's happening around you, uh, your ability to uh, understand what's really happening in your industry, uh, staying very close to uh, what is important for your business uh, is is extremely essential. It's it's not an option. It's extremely essential uh, uh, to kind of uh, uh, move forward and. Uh, Else, you know, it's it's it it will become very difficult to kind of match up with the kind of energy skill sets we are seeing in the youngsters today. So, so people are so well informed these days. So, you know, you have to pretty much, uh, uh, pretty much keep your uh, uh, horizons open uh, so that you know you are growing up uh, uh, with times. Absolutely, absolutely agree with you, Surya. I think uh, you're very clearly hinted on. Uh, that it's important, critical for all of us to keep reskilling ourselves yeah. throughout our yeah. life, uh, till whichever age we're working, and 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 be relevant 
Yeah, when I see kind of young guys out from campus these days, you know, I I I really am amazed at the amount of awareness and amount of confidence a lot of these youngsters have. And it's also kind of a uh, it's it's also a kind of a input to 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 lot of us. You know, uh, I I see uh, I really kind of admire some of that energy and learning. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, I think it's 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 a good uh, learning for a lot of us. Uh, uh, you know, we were prepared not even half probably as, as as good as what some of these guys would be. Absolutely. So so. Uh, you know, I guess the that cycle of learning should should be always uh, uh, there. You know, your your attitude to be open, receptive to ideas, uh, is really what's will be important. Absolutely, absolutely. Suradeep, so, uh, thank you so much for your time today. It was really enriching. I learned a lot uh, uh, from our conversations today. And we hope that we'll find uh, an opportunity again in future to, to have a conversation with you. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And uh, pleasure was all mine.